It's me. It's me. It's Mike Lepre, King Mike L. It is February 4th, 2021. 02042021. So they say. We are a few days away from what could be one of the greatest Super Bowls of our lifetimes. Why? Because a certain quarterback could cement himself amongst the all-time greats and leave no doubt whatsoever. <sighs> Makes me kind of sick just to even talk about it. Joining me is Brother Ray. Brother Ray, you've been here through thick and thin. We're about to watch another Tom Brady Super Bowl. How are you feeling? I mean, I'm feeling good. I think it's going to be a really good game. I think uh, I think the NFL needs it to be a really good game, um, especially with everything going on with COVID. Uh, I don't know. I think it's going to be a really good matchup, and uh, I think the two quarterbacks here are, are both going to make a major step either one way or the other uh, this Sunday. I agree. I agree. Uh, joining us, Brother Ray, is the genius Kev. Kev, how are you doing? Are you getting ready for the Super Bowl? Yeah, doing doing pretty good, King. Yeah, get, getting ready. Looking forward to Sunday. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I think it'll be a, a decent game. Also, I think the, the quarterbacks, you know, you got the good narrative. Is it, uh, you know, does the GOAT stay on top or does he uh, does, does he get handed over? To the uh, you know the up and comer, um, you know, but but there's a lot of other sub sub subplots in there. So I think it has the potential to be a very 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 good game. But you know you never know until these things actually kick off. But it's got it's got, it's got some good angles. Yeah, I, I haven't minded the hype so far. Like, it hasn't been like uh, overwhelmingly bad, like too much. You know the hype. Yeah. But so but this the, so I'm looking forward to the game itself. So uh, but so uh, you know how there's like all these um, side bets you can make with the uh the super bowl like every year it comes out and they seem like they add more you know what i mean yeah. they literally have now what uh, everything for every position every player literally has like maybe 10 to 15 side bets just on him right yep. that's how crazy it is the yeah. one that I, the one that i honed in on and i i've done for the last couple of years and i gotta be honest i'm pretty much dead i've been right almost i would almost say a hundred percent i don't want to say that because it maybe it'll jinx me but I can't be jinxed, and I, I, I can't be wrong. And that's the, the national anthem, uh, the singing uh, time for the national anthem. I have not been wrong yet when it comes to how long it takes someone to sing the national anthem. And I can pick how long they're going to sing it just by watching them sing another song. So uh, this year, singing the national anthem, um, and I'm going to lose her name. Oh, it's Jasmine Sullivan. Okay. Now, Jasmine Sullivan is like a uh, um, a pop singer. She's been singing uh, like R that R&B pop type stuff since she was a little kid. So she's got a lot of runs in her stuff. You know, that, that little extra, that little extra stank on it that they put when you sing something. Like, you know what I mean? And the star, ah, <laughs> right? So, but she kind of, what's funny is she kind of sticks it to the vest. So. She's playing with a guy named Eric Church. Now, Eric Church is also a top playing artist. What's that? Is he a country yeah. guy? Yeah. 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 So he's going to be there to add, you know, some jingle jangle to that. Yeah. Now, there's two recordings of her singing the national anthem in her lifetime. One was recent, uh, and it was cold at a hockey game, and it was played along with somebody on the guitar, and that only went a minute and 50 seconds. Almost not even. The second one, she sang outdoors, uh, and that one went about a minute 47, and that was without a guitar. So with the guitar, it was like a minute, around minute 40, 39, something like that. And then the other one was just under a minute, right? The the over-under is one minute and 59 seconds. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, just some more background on that. People that have gone over, and I'm not even looking anything on the screen, but I'm, I am I read about it and I remembered, just so you kind of have an idea of what I'm getting at. People that have gone over, Gladys Knight, um, oh boy, I'm trying to think of someone else. They're all of that R&B, and especially if they have soul. If there's any kind of soul in their, in their background, of their, their resume, they will, they will sing loud, proud, and long, right? 
So he's like an R&B R&B type singer. However, he's that country jingly jangly. Together, when she played, she did the last anthem with the guitar. It was a different type of rendition, but it's weird because like it was a really good rendition, and I get the feeling that she's probably gonna do that version again. Why wouldn't she, right? She just she's playing it with Eric Church, the country singer who plays the guitar. So she'll probably play that rendition she did that other time, which was wasn't even wasn't even a minute. 45. I mean, it wasn't even close. Now, guys, add in the fact that she's nervous, add in the fact that these two want to show the world how good they are. That's why they overplay sometimes. Yeah. What do you think about the over-under of a minute and 59 seconds? Ray? Uh, my first question would be, is he playing the electric guitar or just the no. acoustic? Oh, acoustic. Now, acoustic, to me, makes it shorter because, obviously, if you're playing the electric guitar, you'll have some guy that may want to do a riff or add some type of special riff to that song and just add more time. Um, you do have to think about sometimes they start a little late in, in a broadcast like this. They're getting cues from the TV truck, everybody. They're getting cues by, like, three or four people. That can delay it sometimes. But you may have stumbled on something if those times you're talking about are accurate. Because you're talking about 12, 13 seconds yeah. that they're under. Yeah. Yes. That's the thing. And the thing is, they don't count it officially until she starts singing. Yeah. And then, and then okay. it ends brave. Yeah. So, Genius, what do you think? Because I have her queued up to show you what she did with the guitar if you want to hear it. Hey, you see, hold on one second. Go ahead, Kev. I'm just, listening you to you do this. Cost me a bet because we, we, you've now gone over seven minutes on your analysis of the national anthem, which is the longest I've heard you speak about any topic analysis game wise this entire this entire season. And you're still going. I'm, 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 I'm blown away by that. So you just cost I'm me a, a $25 I'm bet at Twin River on King Michael's. Uh, <laughs> I'm yeah. trying to make people money. <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah. Let me show you guys can see this. Hold on. All right, you got this guy. Here yeah. we go. Listen. Check this out now. Watch the time. To defend and protect our country with the singing of tonight's national anthem. She's a five-time Grammy nominee. Won a Billboard Music Award for a rising star. Please welcome Philadelphia native Jasmine Sullivan. Now see the guitar players with her? Yeah. Watch this rendition of it. Oh, say. She's quick to end the line. <laughs> it's, it's a quick tempo, right? Yeah. Brother Ray, would you agree that this is a, that's a quicker tempo than when you're used to a, a national anthem? Yes. I had her I had her I had her time. I was timing her, but um yeah, I mean, the only thing I'm the only thing I'd be a little worried about is and I think Kev alluded to it, this isn't just one before a game. This All is right. the Super Bowl. This is her outdoors. I I want I want to narrow in on something though, guys. So my point is she's ending even outdoors in the cold when you got to go. You got to get out of there. Under two minutes. I mean, let me get back to the screen. The national average has always been um, <laughs> the national anthem. Let me be honest. The average times that the length of the national anthem has always been, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Two minutes on the dot. Uh, two minutes on the dot. Uh, and I think she's going to go way, 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 way uh, uh, under. Help me prove me wrong, guys. Give me one idea why she wouldn't go over. Why well, she go under? You mean? Let me go under. Like she's gonna go under. So tell me why she wouldn't. What the Christ was that? The only, the only thing I, I could, the only way I could see it because you have you have two examples there. Is if is if like Brother Ray said, it's a Super Bowl and she really tries to drag it out. Um, because like you said, like, like the way Gladys Knight did it and some other people, where they really really make a spectacle out of it. But she might be too young to pull that off. And the other thing I would could wonder is uh, how does it 
impact it when there's a, such a small crowd. It's going to be about twenty five thousand people, so it won't be roaring like it like it normally does. Uh, so, but I, I you know, uh, so so here's something uh, <laughs> uh, something pretty cool. Uh, I have a, a friend who has a family member that works in the in the promotions um, uh, area. And this person has been at the last several Super Bowls and they were involved in the like the, all of the rehearsals leading up to it. So we were getting timings of the national anthem ahead of the actual uh, like, like like right now, like if this were last year, I would have already had the actual timings, how long the rehearsals take. But the person is not down there, you know, because of COVID and all that stuff. Uh, so we're kind of frozen up. But that was unbelievable. I had all this all the all those halftime bets we had locks on because this person uh was what was was in on it and uh, yeah. so that, that that was a that was a very easy way to make I probably made more money betting that than I did on anything else in the game. But like King said, it's all you know whether we're talking like the national anthem or how many touchdown passes Mahomes throws, still the still money. Speaking of I'm worried about that guitarist, King. I'm worried about that guitarist. I need to hear him play. <laughs> I'm worried about him because now you have two people in the equation. Yeah. If it's just her singing a song, you're yeah. just worried about her. Yeah. I need to hear him play the yeah. national anthem. He's not going to pull some kind of delay stuff right before well, that final note, you know, that final chorus. You, you're right, though. It's very hard to extend with an acoustic guitar. If it was electric, he could, like, lay on that note, you know, as long as she was, as long as she was doing it. But with acoustic, once you – what are you going to do? Like, do the strum back and forth thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where the heck did he go did he get did did, did, uh, did we lose king is he so deep in analysis he doesn't realize that he that he dropped off his own show yeah i think he might be doing some research hopefully on the guitar <laughs> um i'll tell you what this is the most in-depth coverage of the national anthem yeah. that i've ever been uh a witness to or participating <laughs> that's why i was laughing he's got two versions they're both timed he's factored in the guitar he's got her age her, her style <laughs> so i think I, I i i bet he hasn't put this much analysis into the game yet yeah he uh, may have a future as an odds maker i think for this he yeah. may be the one determining the time of the yeah. for each year right for the biggest odds uh, that's amazing um well, with him, with him out, what do you want to do? You want to you want to uh, you want to talk about the game a little bit, or you want to talk about some of the NFL news? Because uh, I, you know, I, I know we're doing the show on Sunday too to talk about the game, but maybe we should do a little a little preview now. Uh, but I want to hit some other NFL topics too, like uh, you know, like like do you think any other quarterbacks are going to move? Any other big names? Like, what do you think about Deshaun Watson? Um, so, what do you think? You want to hit the game first? Or you want to talk about some of those things? Yeah, we can talk about some of those other things too. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that the Deshaun Watson thing is really. It's really fascinating. I think, um, I think obviously Stafford, um, Stafford has made Houston very happy. That whole situation yeah. because now, you know, if Stafford can command two first round picks and a third, um, I mean Watson's bounty is going to be that much more. Um, I am a little frustrated as as a Dolphin fan. Um, but a lot of talk um, with my fan base and and, and local uh, Dolphin writers, you know, talking about just sacking Tua, getting rid of Tua after mm -hmm. his rookie year and going all yeah. in on Watson. Um, it doesn't no. make much sense to me. I mean, they're they're loaded with picks. They have plenty of picks, but to me, that just would be a complete failure. And yeah. speak of but speaking of failure. <laughs> wow. Um, Thomas. First of all, what's up, Matt? Hey, what's up, Matt? How are you tonight? Hello, I love guys. He was in the green room for like 20 minutes while I was shuffling around trying to figure out how to restart this thing. Yeah. Good to see you, Matt. Yeah. Gentlemen, how you guys doing tonight? How's it going, Matt? Yeah, we we we, we switched. Yeah, we uh, Mike, when, 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 King, once once you were gone, we switched off your uh, in depth analysis of the national anthem. We figured you know twelve minutes on the national anthem was was probably lo long enough, and we started talking about uh, Deshaun Watson and, and Tua. Oh, okay. 
All right. So then back to the national anthem. Yeah. What I wanted to say in closing on that was we have the footage of her singing it twice. She is going to sing it with a country western guy. So there's going to be that jingle jangle. That should mean a minute and 40, minute 45 tops. You, you, Who, is it? Even... Who is on the national anthem this year? Oh, how do you not know? Uh, I, I didn't know. I'm in the dark. I know. <laughs> How do you know? Hold on, let me look it up. It's um Jasmine. Um, I don't know where I even wrote it. I don't know where any. Oh, Jasmine Sullivan and the great Eric Church. Matt, they, I've oh. I've watched you sing it twice now on YouTube. One time with like a, a country. You would say that that guy playing guitar had a country type style to him. Uh, I think she's gonna fall around that mark. I mean. She has the ability to like stretch those notes and make this like a four minute marathon, um, like Jennifer Hudson did. But I think she'll come in on the two minutes. I think that's the most guaranteed pick of the entire Super Bowl. Matt, you think the most guaranteed pick is the under on the on that on the anthem? Can't lose. I don't think so. I'm, I'm <laughs> telling you. I'm telling you. You are the Sam Watson. You know as I, you know as I do. It, it, they can string that out. They can make that go. Um, the research that I've done on that topic. There's no it's way been fast the last few years. It's been fast the last few years, but we've seen it. We've seen it be extended. We've seen it. We've it seen it at length. Three years or four years. So I yeah, well, Sam you know Watson. what? Hey. Time to buck the tread. I just like to go against you anyway, King. So check this out. Here we go. All right, you can go against me and all this stuff. Here's stuff that's been blowing my mind. First home team, obviously, to play in their own stadium. All right. We've got, I think are you guys all gotten over that. We got over that when we first started. No, it, right? not at all. No, I don't think we've talked enough about it. I don't think it's been talked enough about. All right. <laughs> AFC has won the last 11 out of 16 Super Bowls in Florida. They're seven and four in Miami. They're one and zero in Jacksonville, and they're three and one in Tampa. Um, this is the first. Well, well, hold on, hold on, King. Hold on, King. The Chiefs are three and three without Eric Fisher. Okay, and they're playing against a formidable defensive line. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, it's all about that left tackle. How it holds right. up or it doesn't. Wait, first time previous two Super Bowl quarterbacks face each other in the next Super Bowl together. Say that again. I think it's the first time the last two Super Bowl quarterbacks, winning quarterbacks, played each other in the next Super Bowl. Uh, the big news about this one, to me, is that Brady's making them wear white. The Bucks are wearing white. This started at the very end with with with, with Belichick when they re decided that they were going to play all the Super Bowls in white because they lose when they're not wearing white. Like they have a better uh, statistical record when they're in white. However, the Chiefs are 2-0 when wearing red in the Super Bowl. They're actually 16-2 last year, this year. Oh, my God. Two losses were in red. Chiefs are also 8-0 on the road. The Chiefs are looking for a back-to-back Super Bowl championship. Last team to do that was the 2003-2004 Patriots. And who did they beat in, to win the last Super Bowl of the two? The Eagles with head coach Andy Reid. Brady won three Super Bowls in four years, 2001, 2001 2003, and 2004. But who won in 2002? Tampa fucking Bay. Super Bowls following elections. The AFC is 5-0, and going back to 2001 following election years. Madness, Kevin. Madness. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean all this cover uh, I mean, to be honest with you, this is going to come down to the two teams. This is going to come down to the right here and right now. We can talk about trends. We can talk about fairies and goblins, but it's going to be about who's on that field and who's able to impose their will. It, you know, I, and those are great. Those, I mean, those are some great stats, King. Um, some really nice coincidence stuff there, but exactly. It's it's gonna be about these two teams uh, on Sunday. I think uh, coincidence coincidences what is that word again? Coincidentally, yeah, that word. Um, 
happens a lot with stats, with, with gambling, with averages, with stuff like that. So coincidentally, what I want to know is this. Let's go by let – me, let me start with the two quarterbacks. I want to know how many TDs, how many interceptions, and then coincidentally, I want to know how many yards you'll think they'll pass, coincidentally, four in the Super Bowl. All right? So give me yardage, TDs, interceptions. We're going to start with that. We're going to go around. And we're going to see how we do on this. I'm not going to hold it to you. This is kind of breaking it down on a Thursday. I know how it goes. So, Patty Mahomes. My friend, Patty Mahomes. Matt, what is his stat line going to look like at the end of the Super Bowl? Coincidentally. If I believe what I believe is going to happen, then he's going to have to be stunted in some form or fashion. So I'm going to say 288, 289. Yeah, yardage. Yep. What do, you, what do we have for TDs and interceptions? Coincidentally. He's thrown 588 passes, six interceptions. That is an incredible stat. I believe the Bucks like they did with the Saints, played very, not in a vanilla fashion. They wanted to win that game. But I want to say that they didn't show what they would do to Tyreek Hill if they happen to form up against him again. I'm going to say um, Mahomes has one interception and a fumble, and it's going to be a costly fumble. It's going to be a fumble down there in the money zone, and it's going to cost him some points. No touchdowns from Mahomes? No, he's going to have – it's going to be <laughs> – I think this is going to be – I think this is going to be an over, and I think that he has two touchdowns, one interception, and a fumble loss. And 288 yards passing, you said? And then what do we say on the ground? Mm. 38 to 43 yards rushing. All right. Brother Ray. Thank you, Matt, for setting that stage. That was the on you because you went first. Ray? Yeah, I, I really think Mahomes. I think the game script, uh, keep in mind, it's going to be – could be a wet field. Um, oh, yeah. Talking about done the storms, and they could actually delay the start of the game. That's something to think about as well. But I think um, think it's going to be a wet track, and obviously Tampa Bay benefits already because they know every sir every square yard of that field. They know they know the turf, they know what shoes to wear, and if it rains, they especially know what adjustments to make as far as their footwear. That Kansas City, they're going to be a little behind. Kansas City's going to have to get there early, test the field, you know, test the field, see what cleats they think will work. It'll be the long spikes, the short spikes. They're going to have to determine that. Um, having said that, I think Mahomes definitely over 300 yards. Um, I would give him at the, the the floor two touchdowns. I may even give him a rushing touchdown. Um, I think the game script is going to cause them to be behind, and I think that's what's going to make. Um, an offensive game. So you go home throwing about, say, 320 yards, two TDs, no interceptions, and then maybe rushing for one? I would I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say 320. I would say he's definitely going to be over 300. I'd say maybe a little bit less than 310. Um, but a definitely two, two passing touchdowns for sure. No interceptions and then a rushing touchdown. What, did, what does he got for yards rushing? Yards rushing, I'm not. I'm not going to go as high as uh, Ma as Master Domus. I'll probably say like 20 yards. I, it's probably even going to be less than that. I would probably say 15 yards. Genius. <coughs> Genius. Yeah. So uh, yeah, going last. I'm not going to. I won't do as much of the uh, analysis. I like what Ray said about the weather and everything in the uh, game script. So I'll go quick to the numbers. I think he'll be uh, probably about 320, 325 yards passing, somewhere around there. Um, if he went through higher than that, I would I would be surprised. If it was under 300, I'd be shocked. I think it would be three touchdowns, 
one one pick um, in rushing yards. I'll say about twenty, something under twenty, twenty five or less, probably. But, but, but say say twenty. All right, twenty yards. So uh, let's see. I'm gonna go with Patty Mahomes having around three hundred forty five yards passing. Patty Mahomes will throw for four touchdowns. Patty Mahomes will have one deception, 56 yards rushing, and zero and zero uh, touchdowns on the ground. So I have him having a a gigantic day. Um, flip it now. We're gonna go to my friend and yours. I mean, I had him. I I was so close to uh, having him come on and talk because he's. You know, you guys know how we're such good friends, me and Tom Brady, uh, in real life. We're like this. But um, so let's go through Tommy's stats. Uh, Brother Ray, at the end of the game, what will Tommy's box score look like? Looking at the game right now, I, I actually think, you know, you look at which, which Tom Brady is this going to be? Is this going to be the Tom Brady – um, in the later years, like versus Atlanta, where it was basically on him and he had to come from him from behind and put up some gaudy numbers. Or is this going to be 2001 Brady? Those years where defense, defense played a big role. They ran the ball. They controlled the clock. And they just controlled the whole game. I think this is not going to be Tom Brady, 300 yards. I think this is going to be Tom Brady, 250 <clears throat> to around 275. And I think they're going to control the ball on the ground. I think they have two running backs. They have a good offensive line. And Tom knows how to beat a good quarterback. You keep him off the field. I really think they're going to try and impose their will, which is different than what they were able to do in the first time these two teams met. What do you got for touchdowns and deceptions? I, I still have him for two touchdowns, um, and I'm going to go with one pick. So 250 to 275 for two TDs, one interception. Will he run it all? Um, he, no. he, he's gonna. I think he's going to have his usual Brady, you know, sneak play. It may be for a first down. It may be on the goal line. So I wouldn't be surprised if Tom Brady scored the first touchdown of the Super Bowl, to be honest with you. I don't know what the odds are for that. I was looking at it earlier today, but that that could be something. But he's usually good for that. You can get Cameron Bray for, for plus 3,000. Wow. Uh, both running backs, Tampa Bay running backs, a plus like 1,200, which are both I like. So, Maddie, to you now for uh, Tom Brady, though, what does his numbers look like at the end of the game? I'll tell you right now, um, if Brother Ray has him down for one pick, that's my key to the game. If uh, Tom Brady throws under two picks, I believe they win this game. I uh, <laughs> I, I believe, with like Brother Ray says, I think that they try to control this clock. I think that um, you can run against KC. We've seen it twice with the Vegas Raiders. Um, a lot of teams have been down by a lot of points, and they didn't implement the run, maybe fell behind and just went with the pass. I think that uh, Tampa Bay, along with Tom Brady, you'd see him hand the ball off more often than not if the defense calls for it. He's not that type of guy. He's a selfless player. So I I actually think as much as Chris Godwin has a chance to be MVP, I think Fournette has a, just as much of a chance. I, I really like Fournette in this game. All right, but what give me your Brady numbers? Well, it's funny because I think Brady will <clears throat> still be Brady, um, but I still I like I like the running game of the Bucks. Uh, I would say Brady goes for I want to say two seventy five, two eighty five, two touchdowns and a pick. If he has more than one pick, they lose this game. Anything on the ground? No. All right, let me, let me give you guys a recap of that, though. So, Ray, what you have is you have Mahomes 
at 305, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, probably could run one in around 15 yards running. You have Brady at 250 to 275, two touchdowns, one interception, maybe like a goal line sneak. Matt, you have Mahomes at 288 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, 38 yards on the ground, roughly. And you Whoa, have. Did I say Mahomes with no interceptions? No, no, no. I didn't say that. I, I said no one. You said one pick, I felt. I felt. I but I do think that Mahomes, I do feel Mahomes could throw multiple picks. And I don't I don't know how that could happen against this pass defense that I've been so against for so long, but I do think that the defensive line can get to them rushing four. It would be bold of me to say that Mahomes throws two picks. All right. Could it happen? So All right, so so, and then you have Brady at two seventy five, two eighty five, two TDs and interception. So Kev, you come in with Mahomes at three twenty, three TDs, one interception, maybe running for around twenty yards. What do you have, Brady? In his I would say there? Brady two seventy five, two TDs, two picks, one yard rushing. All right. And then my dumbass has 300 uh, as Mahomes at 345 yards, four TDs, one deception, 56 yards rushing with no touchdown. Tom Brady, I hate to see it. You know what? I don't like doing this, by the way. The parts of me are doing it like right now, I'm not having a good time with this because this is what it's going to be. So Mahomes on Sunday, 345 yards. Uh, passing, you'll have four TDs, one interception, 56 yards rushing. Tom Brady on Sunday, 275 yards passing, five touchdowns and two interceptions. That's, wow, wow. It's, it could happen. It's going to be a complete shootout, gun them down. It, here's the thing, too. With it, get, with it raining and then getting wet and it getting slippery, you know what that that is worse to me on the defensive backs because as a wide receiver, I know where I'm going. You know what I mean? You don't. So you have to second guess. The other one has to step late. You're more likely to slip than I am. Running game, you know, it can hurt there. But as far as getting open separation, again, let it be slippery. Because again, I know where I'm going, you don't. So I just think this kid is gonna turn into a shootout. Like, I mean, I think they're just gonna come out punch if this was a heavyweight fight. They would just come out and just, I think they're going to come out and just start. I think they're going to come out swing like mofos to test each other, to see what they can do. I mean, don't you guys feel like that? There's all these weapons. Like, I mean, I've never seen so many different guys, like, given these, like, like I told you, these different types of uh, odds on different things they might do. Like, I mean, they go so deep. It, it, it's, it's ridiculous. You know what I mean? It's like. Le'Veon Bell, Daryl Williams, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, like three running backs, and there's all these odds on all of them. Um, Kev, let me ask you this as a genius with all these stats going on and around and all this other stuff. Is this the funnest Super Bowl week, or is this um, just a chance to get brainless people to come have <laughs> fun, kind of like I'm doing? You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, hey, I'm going to pick these things. It's fun. Like, what is it at all about? We just cut the line, sports fans or whatever. No, it's definitely it's definitely both. I mean, the, the amount of analysis people are doing on this is just insane. Number one, to, hand, to, to, to handicap NFL, you got to do 14, 16 games a week, and you don't have time to dig into every single one. This this week, you have one game, and it's been spread out for two weeks. The pro, so the, the pros have been hammering the props already. The lines are already already moved on some of them, uh, uh, and, and it's and you get every, every idiot out there who has a Twin River account or a account from the, uh, at the track who can who can bet a little. Uh, then oh, you know, all the yeah, all of a lot of people, you know, it's like so it's it's a mix of it's a mix of everything, um, but it, you know, it's funny what you were saying them coming out coming out like a heavy like two heavyweights, but would actually going at each other hard. That's not the typical pattern for Super Bowl. So if that happens, that'll be, that would be insane. That would make it a real, real uh, fun, fun game. Cause usually like the first half 
underscore is the second half. That's usually that's usually like a guaranteed money maker bet. Bet the second half higher than the first half. Uh, and if you know, it, it, because because the teams you, and you've seen the Patriots, the Patriots notoriously starts start slow in the Super Bowls. Brady's a slow start in the Super Bowl. Uh, the Chiefs were handcuffed all last all last Super Bowl until what nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. So uh, I kind of hope you're right because it would be a much more interesting game. But uh, you know, you're not going to know until until it kicks off. You got to go kind of with your uh, with your analysis and, and, and how you what, what narrative you think will play out. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Um, so let's do this one. Uh, first of all, the coin toss I always bet on. Uh, and there you go. It makes me think differently. <laughs> no, I, it's true though. Like I have a theory about people. Like certain people pick kales, and then there's the rest of us. Like <laughs> I always pick heads. I don't know how anybody could pick tails. When you pick tails, it's kind of like you're admitting defeat. Right, right. Am I right on that? With that, you agree to that heads theory? Yeah, I mean the the funny thing is, whenever you hear the team that's going to call it, they always call heads. It's got to be I don't know what that stat is, genius, but it's got to be seventy percent, seventy five percent of the time that that cap that team captain's going to call heads. You would think so. You're wrong. They call tails uh, way more than you think. <laughs> I was looking at the numbers. I was disgusted by it. I was, couldn't believe how many people call tails. Why would you pick tails? Matt, you pick heads or tails on a coin toss? It's heads, but you know what? I, I wanted <laughs> to comment. I wanted to comment on the last topic, uh, topic, right? We're talking about heavyweight fights, right? Who's fought the better competition thus far? Well, it's this year? Oh, Tim Bay. This year? Definitely. Tampa Bay's been on the road. They've been. They got their their confidence level is up here. Status. Um, Casey's, you know, traveling Saturday. Yeah. I I think if you got two heavyweights and you want to look at who they fought, you can see who the better heavyweight is. Yeah, I'm afraid that oh. Casey is such a machine that they're just gonna they're gonna just chop. Through whoever they end up eventually playing. Well, no, if you oh, if oh, you think oh, that oh. they're both going to light it up in first quarter, I think just like they usually do, like they do and they did against Buffalo Bills, they started on a late on a late. They gave a late lead, like they do in most games. They give they start out the out the gator uh, late. You can't do that against Tampa Bay. And I actually watched the Tampa Bay KC game again today. After they were up seventeen nothing in that first game, it's a different game. And I'll tell you right now, they were trying to win that game. They were trying to stay in that game, but Tampa Bay was scrappy. I uh, I heed everybody to watch that game and watch that game again. And after that game, when they were up 17-0, Casey couldn't do much. All right, but check it. So, so Kev, are you agreeing, first of all, the heads? No, I'm going tails. All the oh, time. Mighty. All right. Now, now I want to go this one. Give me your – Super Bowl MVP. That's what I, I want to know. So you're not giving me who wins or loses. You kind of are. But you're giving me who you believe will have the Super Bowl MVP award at the end of this Super Bowl. Let us start with Brother Ray. Well, you got to understand, King, that if, if you want me to pick the MVP right now, I'm basically telling you who I think is going to win the game. This is true. So right. don't tell me you don't have to tell me MVP then pick pick okay. pick, <laughs> pick I was gonna say pick the second guy as far as MVP voting I, I can't think of another way okay. Kev, go ahead. Make a point a point there that's interesting because it goes directly with what what, what uh, brother Ray just said if one of the interest one of the things you want to look at with the MVP right because if he if he names his MVP choice you know who he thinks is gonna win the game so what you should what you should do is look at the odds for that person winning the MVP versus the money line for their team winning the game. And let's just say you think it's going to be Mahomes. And let's say Mahomes MVP is plus 150, but Chiefs money line is minus 125. Bet Mahomes winning the MVP instead of the Chiefs winning the game because they're, you know what I mean? Like it's a way, like there's one of the the things when you sort of start betting a little more advanced, you look for other side bets that are derivatives off the main results you want, but give you better odds. So, like, if the Bucks win, 
Brady's most likely going to get the MVP. You could make a case like Master Thomas said for Fournette. So maybe you bet Brady and Fournette to win, win, win the MVP if you think the Bucks are going to win. So you got to kind of look at look at all these different uh, different angles. So, all right. So I want to I, I want to want to figure out a way to break down who we think is going to be the most impactful person in the game, but that's the MVP. So. If you guys want to pick most valuable player without being MVP? Yeah, yeah. we can do that. Tyler Johnson. Yeah. We can do that. Tyler Johnson. Let's do that. Who is it? Tyler Johnson. I'll explain why. He's been coming on the last few weeks. He's been depended on. Brady, I know when Brady's eyeing somebody that he can trust. Trust with Brady is not smoke it's earned it's something that he doesn't go to you unless he really thinks that you're going to make every single catch every catch so the last few weeks you've been seeing him in clutch moments i mean situational moments third downs uh deep throws um he hasn't come through on a few of them but they've been there brady's been there on him the play's been there Single coverage on the third or fourth corner. That's what Brady likes to do. He likes to pick on the third or fourth weakest of the of the defensive backfield. He actually soaks that. He'll attack it and keep attacking it. He doesn't go where the strengths of the defense are. He goes to where the weaknesses are. Look for Tyler Johnson to have a huge game. 80, 90 yards and a touchdown, maybe two. Oh, all right. See, that makes sense. Uh, Brother Ray, what do you got? I think uh, Ronald Jones is going to have 100 yards in this game, and I think he's going to step up. He's the one back. I mean, Fournette is the hammer. Jones can kind of do it all. He can catch the ball. He's been an enigma this year. He's had games where he looks like an MVP, and then he has games where he'll just disappear. I mean, they've been struggling with him for years with his consistency. But it's that kind of player that usually steps up and goes bananas in, in this game, the biggest game of his life. Um, I love their rushing attack, and I think Jones is going to be uh, the better back. Yeah, so far you guys haven't picked two gigantic names. so that's. Kind I'm going to do them. I know I'm going to do them, gang. Kev? Shaq Barrett and JPP. No. I like it, Kev. They have, if they don't like have big games. There's no way Tampa Bay wins if 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 they don't have monster like like disruptive games. Tampa Bay does, doesn't have a shot. You you have to be calling out JPP and, and Barrett getting pressure around the all of the backup tackles and, and getting Mahomes' face and, and and hurrying him and everything because they're not going to blitz. In the first game, they didn't blitz much at all. And teams haven't blitzed Kansas City, um, so and I think they stepped up against Green Bay. And I think this is their this is their time shot. And they will definitely not get the MVP. I feel comfortable saying that they could be the two two very impactful players who don't get the MVP. King, was that your was that what you were hoping for, or no? It was exactly what I was hoping for. It actually feeds exact opposite what, I, what I'm thinking. <laughs> JPP folds in big games. He's not a pressure guy. He needs people around him to to lead him. He will he not be able to touch Travis Kelsey in a million billion trillion years. They're not going to hold on, him. hold on. King, you don't think for one second the fact that they have to worry about the left and the right tackles stops them from doing what they would like to do offensively? Who, the Chiefs? Absolutely. You don't oh, yeah, think it yeah, might yeah. impact okay. their playbook? So maybe it slows it down a little bit. Off the line, Kelsey is going to absolutely kill. The, he's going to get more passes probably thrown his way because of the quick two-step drop, get out, let's yeah. get going. He's probably going to make more three or four yard catches that turn into long runs because of the way those guys are when it comes to tackling open field. I'm not talking about pass rushing. I'm not talking about coming in like jets. I'm talking about that open field tackle that they're going to have to do when he's got the ball and he starts to run. That's a tough guy to get. Secondly, if that's Tyreek Hill that catches that little slant, what are you going to do now? Especially if it's raining. He catches a four yard slant and just turns. No one's going to catch him. So with the way I got the game going and the way that I got the points going being uh, distributed, coincidentally, I'm going to go with uh, 
Kelsey is the second person. Kelsey's going to have a monster game, guys. Kelsey might yeah. figure out what the tight end record is for Super Bowls, and Kelsey's going to break those records, I think. I think he becomes like the great – he'll have the best performance by a tight end in a Super Bowl ever and still won't be MVP. Like, I think that's the kind of game we got going. See, I, I think there's going to be a lot of offense. I just, I just do. Don't you guys get a feeling – there's not a feeling you guys have that like it could be a gigantic offensive game. Like this could really turn into a shootout. Nobody, nobody has that. In them. Honestly, uh, I don't know why I even said over earlier because I even before going to this game, I had under because I thought Tampa Bay would need to run, but then I heard there was going to be monsoons. And sometimes when you have the Super Bowl, you have a lot of um, feeling out, um, kind of drag it out. Uh, bugs, got to work the bugs out. Uh, there's a lot of like quirkiness in Super Bowls. Yeah, um, yeah. So you know, we got it's just weird stuff that happens in Super Bowls. But I think that the both these two offenses are just too explosive. But um, with that monsoon, I, I don't know. I don't know how the weather is going to impact this game. Who knows? Ray, what do you think? You think it's- it can be a offensive game? I think it will be. I think for Tampa to win this game, I think there are three defenders, and I'm not even looking at that front four. I'm looking at those two inside linebackers, and I'm looking at Winfield. If Winfield cannot cover Kelsey over the middle, they are done. If if White and Levante David are not able to pick to, to chip him and get him off the inside game, they are in trouble. But if there's anybody that can do it, it's those three guys. To, again, I've been talking about those those two linebackers for, for weeks. Yes. I love, love those guys. Sure. I think they're the two best great. in the business. And now with Winfield playing and able to play and feeling good, I mean, About he's time. a good-looking rookie. That team for years to come is going to be very, very strong. And, and just on the defensive side of the ball, with people like Vea, young people like Vea in there as well. So it's going to be really interesting to see if they can slow Kelsey down or at least make it respectable. Um, but those are the three guys that I'm looking at on the Tampa Bay uh, defensive side of the ball. Let me, let me let me ask a question here. So, like, I, I these are times where I wish Stu was on the show because, uh, right, we'll use your Dolphins or we'll use my Giants. When they talk about playmakers, we got like what one, two, two guys you might mention on the whole team that are like whatever. I'm looking at the, the players on like the Buccaneers, just the guys they have up for that, like you know for potential MVP. Lennon Fournette, Ronald Jones, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Scotty Miller, Tyler Johnson, Rob Gronkowski, Cameron Brate. Those are all great players. Like what the? F- how is that possible? They're all in the. I didn't even mention Tom Brady. They're all on the same team. Like, if that's the Giants, it's like Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, Evan Ingram. That's it. That's all. Like, what do you get on, what do you get on the Dolphins? You only have, like, three, four. It's, you don't think that's crazy, like, that that that, that is that big of a lineup? Or, or do you think I'm making too much of it? Are there teams that usually people on no. offense? Right? They're a good team. They They were a good team last year, folks. I mean, Winston, you know, threw 30 picks. That was a solid team last year. They've always had the talent. There's a reason why Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay. He wasn't going to go to some some, uh, schmuck team where he was going to have a chance to go to the Super Bowl. You know, Tom, he did his homework. He looked at that roster, both sides of the ball. That's a talented team. Ridiculous. No, I completely agree. Hey, Kev, let me throw this over to you, though. The Chiefs have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Darrell Williams, Le'Veon Bell, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, uh, Hardman, Robinson, and Travis Kelsey. Yeah. It's not like they don't have like, like six or seven guys yeah. on all. They're all super solid like, talent levels. And I don't do even think? know if you mentioned Mahomes. You yeah, may have mentioned Mahomes. McCall Hardman, yeah. Hardman, too. So tell, yeah, me about, yeah, yeah. tell me about the Chiefs. If you – the, the funny thing, like, like, I was pulling for the Bills, right? And then when they lost, I was kind of like, why am I surprised? Because if you look at, like, the top, like, the playmakers like you just did, Mahomes is better than Allen. 
Hill is better than Diggs. Kelsey is better than uh, Dawson Knox. You can go right down the line, and the Chiefs don't. The, 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 the teams just don't stack up against them. They have too too many weapons, um, and that's that's why. Like even though you could say, and, 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 and I'm almost going on the same path that it was Green Bay, which which I was wrong about. Where like okay, well, you know the, the Chiefs are so good they'll be able to they'll be able to make up for the fact that they don't they have, that they have four of their five offensive linemen were cut by by another team at one point, and the only one that wasn't was someone they drafted in the seventh round last year, so he hasn't had a chance to get cut yet. So every so so I'm basically we're basically saying that those weapons have enough firepower to overcome the front four on the bill on the Bucks and the two inside linebackers that uh, the, the linebackers that race that not inside the, the two linebackers and Antoine Winfield uh, Jr. And, you're, and we still think they're going to be able to pull it off because of that crazy, crazy firepower. Like, Tyreek Hill had 200 yards in the first quarter the, time, the last time they played. How the hell do you do that? 200 yards in a quarter. You know, and, and, and you just think they, they, they like they're, they're number one, two, and three. And again, I say Mahomes is better than Brady. Hill is better than Mike Evans. And Kelsey is, is, is better than Gronk or Brady. So, again, they have that same crazy advantage. But, um, King, if I, if I may, I'd like to uh, – Ask uh, 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 Ray and Matt about, about this this kind of angle, which is interesting. Um, like the to beat the Chiefs, your defense you can't blitz. Mahomes eats up the blitz. The Bucks don't need to blitz to get pressure because they have a good four. So that's a, that's a, that's kind of a cool angle that the Bucks match up properly. To beat Brady, on the other hand, you have to bring pressure. And Spagnolo is a freaking maniac. All he does is bring pressure. So I think that's going to be the interesting story of the game. The two defenses match up perfectly to, to slow down the other offense. But like we just said, they, both offenses have so much pop firepower, it may, they may not be enough to slow them down anyway. It could, it could be a monster game, like you said. Can I interrupt for one second? Sure. That should have been a question you should have thrown my way. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason being is, if anybody knows Steve Spags, yeah. It's this guy right here that watched Steve Spags blitz Brady and beat him in a Super Bowl for the New York football giants. So I know that Steve Spags, of all people, knows how to beat Brady, and that's to send everybody and their brother straight up the middle. I'm sorry, Greg. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say the same thing. I mean, Spags, correct me if I'm wrong, has beat him twice in the Super Bowl. So – I mean, he and, and again, it's the same thing. We talked about this weeks ago. The only the, there is a way to beat Brady. It's there's a book written on it. There's a couple of sentences. You know what to do. You pressure him up the middle. You don't have to get the sack. You just knock him off his spot. You make him uncomfortable. You ruin his timing. Once you flush him out of that spot, he's not a Mahomes. He's not going to run for twenty yards. He's probably going to throw the ball away, and you're going to frustrate him. So. Spags knows how to do that, and you can you can bet your butt that that's going to be their game plan. Now, of course, Tom knows that too, so it's going to be that chess match. But absolutely, I mean, if you look at you know Spagnolo, he is perfectly made for this. His scheme is perfectly made for this. As far as Tampa Bay, um, I mean, they are more of a disciplined defense. Yeah. They don't take a lot of chances. Um, you know what their coverage is. They don't really mix things up. Um, but that front seven is really, really good. And with those injuries, my thing with Kansas City is, though, it's they just – they can take your seven – I mean, your, your 11, beat their 11. They can take another team's 11, beat their 11. They're just so well coached right now on both sides of the ball. And, I mean, that's what really made me go with Kansas City last week. Because I knew Andy Reid was going to come up with a game plan to win the game. I mean, he has really been the last couple of years. He's been upper level. I mean, he's been a Hall of Fame coach. Maddie, what do you think? What do I think of? Just, just uh, of your Tom Brady being there again, ready to, to 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 officially separate himself from Belichick in the history books. You know he wants. I lo- I absolutely love it. I love it because I've always thought it was uh, Tom over Bill. Um, I love it because I think that what we've witnessed with Brady has been magnificent. It's been an era of dominance that we probably won't see ever again. It's a will uh, to win 
unlike we've ever seen. Um, I just don't – I don't get it. I, I, I watch them. I've watched them for 20 years. I marvel at it. Um, and I'll tell you right now, I wouldn't bet against them. And I was thinking about the spread, and I was thinking about how many people hate them. And I was thinking how great of a story novel this Super Bowl is because everybody – wants to see him lose, and this is the perfect juggernaut to stop him, and I just don't think it's going to happen. I think he overcomes again, and he wins. There's the bucket of cold water for you there, Matty. Uh, The rest of the country hates the Patriots and Tom Brady. The rest of the country doesn't want to see him at all. I mean, there's people that – I mean, no, it's the truth. I don't want to see that guy. It is the truth. That's what I just said. I said the whole country hates them. Did it? And I it's think that the whole country. The it forms. I don't know what the 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 uh, public line and the money is at. I just did see an old man put like three point eight million on the bucks, but I'd huh. love to have known where the uh, the public percentage and where the money was at because, like you said, I do think that a lot of times people don't like to think that they bet with emotion, but I can see a lot of people betting on KC right now. Oh, long shot Louie. What the hell is that guy putting $3.8 million down on the ball? <laughs> I tell you. So, listen, um, uh, I like – so, uh, here's what I gather. I think the anthem's going to be under two minutes. I think at least three out of the four of us like heads over tails. Uh, and I think that this game could be – Literally one of the most exciting games on both sides of the ball. I don't know how that's possible. Yeah. But we got two really good teams. This is finally a year where I feel like there's two really good teams in the Super Bowl. Probably the two best teams in the league, right? The last couple of years, it hasn't been like that. You always get that one team where you're like, I don't want to see them in the Super Bowl. Or they're just going to get beat by the Patriots. You know what I mean? It's like, ah. But now there's two teams that can really play. It's like a real but super- can you not say that every Super Bowl Tom Brady's been in has been a very exciting Super Bowl? Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, aesthetically, the way that the two teams look, the uniforms don't really go with each other. <laughs> no, it really is. Someone said that to me, and I agreed. They looked at the logo. I was like, yeah, yeah pewter. And, like, it's just like a, I don't know, just bad. But I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you guys have anything to add? Because I – I want to end with a couple of website uh, uh, bits of information. We have um, up to the date, uh, up to the date, up to the minute now, Instagram. We can post really quick if we have, uh, uh, if Matt, you see a line change and, you, and you're really strong about going with a team. Bang. Right away, you just put it on Instagram. I know they blocked you out of the country, but we'll figure out a way, way to get you through. <laughs> Boom, your answer. Our website. Everything goes to legitfantasysports.com everything so we're going to be all set with that you can sign up give us your email we'll put you on the list you want to be on that list this is the good kind of list do you gentlemen have anything else to say before i wrap it up raymond yeah i I, i'm just gonna say this week it's been amazing like the love fest that's been going on with um all of the coverage you know usually during the week there's some controversy someone says something stupid um it's been nothing but a love fest Brady talking about Mahomes, Mahomes talking about Brady, Gronk talking about, you know, uh, uh, Kelsey, Kelsey talking about Gronk. You know, it's just going back and forth. Evans calling Mahomes the beast. There's a part of me that wants to see a little bit more of them kind of going at each other, just a little bit, or just something behind the lines. Warren Sapp said something. (laughs) Well, (laughs) the water hides there. Can you repeat it? Or. What do you think about it there, uh, Kev? Hey, can you repeat what, what, what Warren Sapp had to say or no? No, no, no. I just said Warren Sapp would have something to say. Oh, Will. Okay, sorry. I'll, uh, no, I, I agree with kind of what, what Brother Ray, Ray was saying. I, I'd like to see a little bit of uh, uh, yeah, a little bit of hatred. We talked about this a lot. I don't think they, that the teams do hate each other, I think, but I'd like to hear, hear a little bit of that. Uh, even like what Chase Young said, like, you know, they tried to blow up 
Chase Young saying he wants to go with the goat into like some big insult Baltimore material. You can't even say something like that anymore. So I would I like to see I would like to see things get a little bit uh, spicier than they are now. But the, the last thing I will say in terms of ultimate puff piece garbage is that the article in the Boston Globe about how Tom Brady reformed Antonio Brown. You know, I guess they, I guess he, I guess he didn't have a good. Uh, I guess he couldn't get him off the sexual, the, the 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 alleged sexual assault or the assault on the moving van guys or the not not paying people for doing his services. But but St. Tommy, you know, St. Tommy got him on the straight and narrow. I thought that was one of the worst articles I've ever read. I'll leave it at that. I, I couldn't disagree. I couldn't disagree more. And I love that my man above me, King, said that this is an exciting Super Bowl because the reason why is both of these teams are, are epic. They're elite. Um, there is hatred, and I think it's not being displayed, but um, both of them think that they're great, and there's reason for that. Um, Brady's been dominant for the last year. Now these guys believe that they can be dominant with – they're going up against the reigning champs. KC, they want to be great. They think they're great. They lost two games this year. They're going up against greatness. This is going to be an epic game. This is this – is, maybe they, they got a lot of respect for each other to the point where they know if either or slip up to the point they can both look stupid. And I think that that's the truth. So maybe it's not that they want to talk. It's greatness really respects greatness. And I think that they both know that they both can get slapped silly if, if they both make mistakes. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, so we will be on Sunday at 11 to, uh, Give you all the information you need that day to get all your gambling needs taken care of. Um, so, for Legit Fantasy Sports, this was Legit Fantasy Football. For Master Thomas, for the Genius Kev, for Brother Ray, I am King Michael. The anthem will drop with Vegas to at least a minute 55 just because of what I said tonight. <laughs> Thank you and good night. <laughs>